Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Seton, what if I told you there's a bacon, then there's number one thick cut, tastes like a touchdown in your mouth bacon? You must be talking about Wright brand bacon because mm-hmm. they are not playing when it comes to the premium quality of their bacon. It's thick cut, hand trimmed, and real would smoke real and you could tell so why settle for average bacon when you can have the real stuff that's right and if you're looking to upgrade any meal any meal try right brand bacon that's called right brand bacon you won't regret it experience bacon the right way as you may have realized i watch a lot of sports that's why i like prime video it has all my sports in one app like the national women's soccer league included with prime plus you can buy premier boxing or stream the nhl and nba playoffs on max with the bleacher report sports add-on or add paramount plus for the masters on cbs prime video it's all your favorite sports in one place Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Hour two on this Friday, a meet Friday at that. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. We'll check in with the Yankee manager, Aaron Boone. Also, Jeff Van Gundy, NBA analyst for the Mothership. Last night in the NBA, the Suns tried couldn't keep up with the uh, inside play of the Lakers, and uh, the Lakers handled the Suns. The Nuggets get by the Blazers. Bucks roll the Heat tonight. Knicks and the Hawks in Atlanta. Nets, Celtics in Boston. Clippers, Mavericks. That will be in Dallas. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. We'll uh, get to your phone calls coming up. We'll settle on our poll question uh, coming up here shortly. Yankees split a doubleheader with the Blue Jays. Yesterday, they're right now third place in the American League East. Uh, Brandon Steiner recently launched AthleteDirect.com. It's about athlete empowerment as well as unique personal memorabilia for fans and collectors directly from players and coaches, Mark Messier, Tom Coughlin, Sue Bird, Doc Gooden, Willie Randolph, and our next guest, Yankee manager Aaron Boone, giving them the ability to monetize their collections or brands uh, Aaron, good to talk to you again. Uh, what do you have? What's your what's your prized possession piece of sports memorabilia? Oh, um, you know what? It goes back to when I was a little kid. So when I was when I was a kid growing up in in South Jersey, and I was ten years old, I got a Maurice Cheeks jersey. Mo Cheeks <laughs> is my all time favorite. Those great Sixer teams of Obviously, when Moses Malone finally came and and they won the championship, Mo Cheeks was my guy when I was a kid, and I got this jersey, uh, and it, it's it's the greatest gift I've ever gotten in my life. I still have it. I still throw it on every now and then. So I would say my Mo Cheeks jersey. Have you ever met Mo Cheeks? I have. Um, funny story. Um, so <clears throat> I was at a Clippers game in the off season. And I was sitting courtside and um, it was after I hurt my knee after um, in in the off season of 03 and 04 and, and Mo was coaching and I happened to get his attention across the court and and somebody walked me over there and I got to meet him and everything. I kind of told him my story growing up and everything. So, yeah, it was, it was pretty neat. So you were you were fanboying him. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. But did you keep anything when you hit the homer off uh, Wakefield when uh, the Yankees won the World Series? Uh, you, well, you guys went on to win the World Series, but uh, yeah. or, or no, you lost to the no, Mar- uh, Marlins, right? Yes. Oops. Sorry. Cool. Let, yes. Let, I'll try that again. When you hit the home run <laughs> off Wakefield, did you keep anything from that game? No. So I actually gave my bat to the Hall of Fame, um, a fan that 
got the ball, I ended up meeting him and signing the ball for him. Um, you know, I have the batting gloves and, and everything from, from that, but, but no, not, I, I didn't really keep much from that. Um, you know, I, I guess I have somewhere in a, in a, in a case, you know, the spikes I wore, the batting gloves, but, um, now with, with this athletes directing a lot of the things that I wear, um, in season during the season, you know, sometimes my lineup card that I keep in my pocket, uh, my cutoff hoodies and things like that. Um, these are things that, um, it's amazing that people, you know, want to, want to grab these things. And, and it's cool to be able to interact in that way. And, uh, this is, this is what this, uh, venture with Brandon's allowing us to do. It's pretty neat. Yeah. And you take control over your, yeah. own, your own gear. I, I, did you ever talk to Wakefield about that home run? Like how does that work with after, after you're out of the game? Yeah. You ever had a conversation? So I've had a few conversations with Tim. Um, first of all, Tim's a great guy, like loves the game, um, has been involved on the broadcast side. So I've, I've had a number of conversations with him over the years um nothing about that more just talking the game catching up with each other uh we don't really talk about that you know he he uh <laughs> he, he actually had my number he he owned me uh and i ran into him ran into one against him because uh man that thing uh that thing danced all over the place usually <laughs> he could still pitch i think aaron I would think he could roll out there and, and, and definitely get some outs. You know, we don't really have any knuckleballers in the game right now. So he'd be even more unique. And, uh, but, but he was special and, and obviously, uh, you know, had an amazing career, but we've had some great conversations over the years, but basically just, uh, you know, talking like, like old friends. He's Aaron Boone, the uh, Yankee manager. Did you see the play with the pirates and the Cubs yesterday with Javi Baez? Yes, I did. How, and, how does that happen? You know, I, I think I think you get caught up in the moment uh, a little bit. First of all, credit to Javi for for getting a little creative and and creating a distraction. I think you know it's sometimes you know as manager coaches we go over these things sometimes with with things that you think are just completely obvious. You know. Uh, it rules rules like a infield fly rule where something happens in the moment that's different and sometimes you react in a funny way and and obviously you know with the ball taking him off the bag and as you start to chase Javi down the line you're like what is this guy doing all of a sudden though you see runners moving and obviously he got a little cluttered in the mind and and one of the weirdest plays you'll ever see uh we'll get to see now on a on a replay for uh for as long as we're here but uh, the creativity by javi to create you know confusion um was amazing but obviously you know in the end all you needed to do was step on first even after Contreras scored <laughs> what's the strangest thing you've seen on a baseball field that's right up there that's right up there <laughs> Um, you know, Danny Graves, I played with in, in Cincinnati. He was a really good closer with us. Uh, we were, uh, we were appealing a play at third base and he was all, he actually was a great fielding pitcher as well and field his position really well. And, uh, so, you know, he gets on the rubber steps off to appeal a third, threw it over my head and into the stands. And, <laughs> and that, that didn't work out too well. So, that was a pretty good one that I teased Danny about a lot. Now, your grandfather played, your father played, your brother played. You know, the the, the look of baseball now as opposed to what you grew up with. Right. I, it, 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 it's definitely different. Yeah. But how do you manage? Do you manage differently than, than you would if, if you were managing 15 years ago, 10 years ago? Yeah, I, I think so, because I, I think there's just so much more information available to you on a daily basis and, you know, how you're, you know, evaluating players, opponents, uh, different matchups. Um, you know, there's just there's just more detailed involved. And and obviously it's a different game with with, um, you know, the amount of power pitchers in our game now, especially rolling out from the bullpen. Um, so it's definitely changed and evolved and, and you got to try and keep up with it as best you can, as well as, you know, doing our part to try and 
you know, as keepers of the game to, to try and do things that, that do make it more appealing. But is there always going to be a place for pitchers? Like, like if Maddox was pitching now or Tom Glavin's pitching now, more finesse spotting what they do living on the edges here, as opposed to these guys who just say, here it is. Right. Go get it. Um, First of all, when you're talking about great pitchers like Maddox and Glavin, they, they would adapt and they would, you know, no doubt figure, figure things out. I would say the one thing that's different when you mention those guys and, and you're talking to me who played in the nineties and the two thousands, I would say one thing that's changed a lot is the strike zone. The strike zone is much more North South. Now Um, there's probably some lower pitches called strikes, some higher pitches above the waist called strikes that weren't when I played. Um, But definitely East and West. If, 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 if you're a inch or inch or so off the plate now, and, and that's called a strike, you know, you're hearing about it, you know, that that's off the plate now. Whereas, you know, back in the, when I played again, if a pitcher had command like Maddox, like Lavin, if you were demonstrating you could hit the glove two, three, four, even more <laughs> inches off the plate sometimes uh, off the corner, you got that call on a lot of nights. Now, uh, I don't think you'd get that on the regular. <laughs> Who says something to you when you go out and you start arguing with an umpire and it, it doesn't go well? Like who lets um, you know what 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 are you doing? Uh, a, a different, you know. Obviously, you you have your own vantage point from the side where, obviously, it's not perfect. I don't have the home, but you, you get an idea of how things are going. Um, and then it, it could be anyone that if 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 I'm starting to get uh, worked up about something or I feel like something needs to be addressed, um, I might ask about a couple of specific calls that I think. We're, we're questionable and I'll want to, I'll want a little bit of color and a little bit of context on, all right, what exactly am I dealing with? But do here? kids, so, do your kids say something to you when, when, when you make it on the highlights here, Aaron? Oh, <laughs> um, not really. I think they kind of laugh, but, um, you know, sometimes, you know, I've had a couple rants that obviously a hot mic has, has caught there. Um, <laughs> Yeah. You know, when I'm dealing with my children, um, <laughs> it's not the proudest moment. Some of the some of the language I use, I'm, I'm not I, I don't regularly use that kind of language. So usually it's just in those moments that it gets me worked up like that. But um, can't you get your point across without like <laughs> kicking dirt or being demonstrative? Can't you just go out and just go, let me just talk to you here? Like, yes. Like, did you ever think about that approach? How much of this yeah. is for show? Yeah, I mean, sometimes that happens. I could, you know, you should you should get in the dugout one time, and I would like to see you go out there and get your point across like that in kind of Dan Patrick fashion. Yeah, but but Aaron, with, I'd go with out a little humor with my voice, and I'd go out yeah. and I would say, yeah. uh, "Hey, Joe, to Joe, yeah. hey, Joe, Joe, come here. I, I, I'm just trying to understand this. Just help me because I." It feels like I'm getting squeezed here a little bit, and uh, I got to protect my guy. I don't want to make a big deal out of this. Look, I got great respect. You're one of the great manager, or you're one of the great umpires of all time. I think the best umpire of all time. But aside from that, can you help out Garrett Cole? I mean, the guy's getting squeezed a little bit here. Just, you know, see it within your heart that uh, you can just call it the way it should be called, or at least I think it should be called. And look, if I'm out of or you know out of line, you just tell me, Joe. You just tell me. How would that go, Aaron? I think that would be tremendous. And I'm, you know what, I'm going to take that under advisement. And and if I have to go out there the next time, I may do it in that uh, calm, somewhat passive aggressive. You know, I had had to help Mattingly because Mattingly would get tossed. And I said, every time you get tossed, you have to send me a part of your uniform. I have the whole uniform, Aaron, because he would get taught. He said there were times when he went out knowing he was going to have to send me his pants. And, <laughs> and so he was, he said, I'd go out there and I'm so mad. And I know this is going to cost me a piece of my uniform here. And I have a whole mannequin full of Don Mattingly, his entire Dodger uniform. I have that. Is, that is tremendous. Yeah, so. And we've added the Marlins uniform now to that as well. So when you go out there, just have that thought that, that's right. Dan Patrick said, how about I just go out there and just have a conversation? 
Absolutely. You know what? I am absolutely going to try that. And uh, <laughs> I think that would be quite funny. Especially if I got kicked out in the process, completely calm. Yeah. Complimentary. And even say thank you if you get tossed. Yeah. You know what? Thanks. Yeah. I, I'm sorry I interrupted the time here. And um, look, I, I, um, I apologize. And I'm going to go into, uh, into the locker room right now. And uh, yeah. I, enjoy, I hope uh, I'm going to enjoy watching the rest of the game. And I, I wish you nothing but uh, great things, Joe. Um, Love your work. Like, I'm taking it under advisement. Okay, I'm sure you are. I think it would be tremendous. So instead of sending me a piece of your uniform, you're going to have it on uh, athletedirect.com. So I'm not even – see what I did there? Full I circle, see. Aaron. Yep, I I'm like a, it. I'm a five-tool host. They call me the, the, <laughs> the Jeter of host. Well, was Jeter a five-tool? Um, I mean, not, wasn't a power guy. Not a classic five-tool, but – you know, he, he had the six tool, though, too. What was that? <laughs> Just the intangible piece. Oh, I thought awesome. it had to do with the women. My bad. I thought oh, it was no. like, <laughs> like, I, like, oh, where are we going with this? Okay. Uh, All right. <laughs> we we, we should have hung up two minutes ago, right? We, we should have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, well, he was quite a teammate, though, right? Yeah, he was. He was <laughs> Uh, it's athletedirect.com. See, this is the kind of demeanor you should have when you go out to argue with an umpire. Very I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm definitely going out there. Composed, complimentary, pat him on the head maybe. Even a little bit. Uh, it's great to talk to you and uh, have fun with this. Um, and uh, thanks for joining us. I appreciate it, Dan. Take care. You're a good sport. Darren Boone, uh, <laughs> athletedirect.com. I didn't know what the six tool was. That, uh, am I alone? Am I the only guy who thought that? Paulie? We were all laughing. Like, he could just called Jeter a six-tool player, which we've always known. Like, collectively, we just heard, whoa, whoa. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right, maybe. I, I think he meant clutch. <laughs> <laughs> yes, McLovin. That guy has to face the New York media every day. And he never blushes, <laughs> never loses cool. He turned bright red there. <laughs> I think he was back with the Cincinnati Reds. Oh, man. I had snot come out of my nose. That's great. Uh, this program brought to you by Mercedes-Benz Vans. They go uh, far beyond from their customization options, cutting-edge tech, five-star sales service, financial support crew. Mercedes-Benz Vans are built, equipped, engineered to be ready for anything. Go the extra mile. Taking the all-important first step into an authorized dealership today. A little late there, Seaton. Yeah, sorry, I'm still caught up. A little late. A little late on the ignition there. McLovin, the poll <laughs> question. By the way, Fritzy's not with us today. Uh, he's still bothering. I mean, he's still contributing through email and texting. Yes. Okay. The poll question we put up, uh, is fan behavior worse than ever, better than the old days or same as ever? 62% say worse than ever. Yeah. I don't know. About well, that. it's, yeah, it's recency buys. It, it's recency buys. Uh, Mark in Georgia joins us on the topic. Good morning, Mark. What's on your mind today? Uh, good morning, Dan. Danette. Um, 510 and an ample 234. Mm -hmm. um, I just wanted to weigh in on the, the uh, wearing um, opposing teams' jerseys uh, to games. And in my opinion, the only team that can honestly get away with it is probably the Pittsburgh Steelers because we usually equal, if not <laughs> exceed, the number of fans. Mm. And I saw this in action in Jacksonville. And it was like a Steelers home game. Yeah. So, uh, thank you, Mark. It's like there are going to be a lot of Knicks fans in Atlanta tonight. There are certain areas of the country where you think you have a home field, home court advantage, and you don't. Uh, Chris in Phoenix. Hi, Chris. 5 9 two, 20. Hey, so uh, two things. First, uh, I don't think the fans are any better or any worse than in the past. Uh, you touched on it earlier, but these days we have, you know, 460 different camera angles on broadcast. Everyone has a cell phone camera to capture these moments. And then they get posted on social media, uh, and we're talking about them. 20 years ago, if you didn't catch it in the moment or see the clip on SportsCenter, you didn't know about it. Yeah. Uh, second thing, yeah. as I sit here in my DP Show gear, T-Bone Steak Meat Friday T-shirt, I can't help but feel like McLovin deserves a wheel of punishment for his tofu suggestion. I know he won fair and square the right to pick the menu, yep. but he guaranteed the Lakers, who have the GOAT and LeBron James, 
that they beat the Suns. I mean, it wasn't so extraordinary that he should get to commit DP show treason. Love what you and the boys do. Uh, keep it up. Roll Tide. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Chris. You know, I don't think Laker fans reacted to their game two win over the Suns the way the Knicks fans reacted to their game two win over the Hawks. I, I didn't see them dancing outside Staples. You know, guys with their shirts off. I think it was just fans basically stuck in traffic there. Uh Scott in uh, Connecticut joins us. Hey, Scott. Hey, Dan. How you doing? Good, Scott. Six foot 190. All right. Uh, yeah, years ago I was attending uh, a Yankees-Red Sox game at uh, the old Yankee Stadium. And I had a red set on, and a friend of mine went to go get some beer. And it was getting physically harassed by some, uh, by some you know, overzealous Yankee fans. My friend, she flags down some cops are walking by. And they just, you know, what are you going to do about this? Are you going to help this guy? And they were like, looked at her deadpan and just went, well, he shouldn't have worn the bleeping hat. And just kept going on. <laughs> well, pocket and away we went. All right. Well, thank you, Scott. Yeah, McLovin. I, I've seen a Yankee Stadium, like, real scary stuff with Red Sox fans. Yes. Like, there's fights and things. Yes. But sometimes fans go there to start fights. Yep. Like, I, I'm not going to put all of this on the home fans, but sometimes you go and you want to agitate. And uh, there's certain stadiums, certain ballparks, you just can't do it. Sad to say, you can't do it. Yeah, McClub. We were at a neutral stadium. The Danettes were sitting in the stands for the Eagles-Patriots Super Bowl, and there were Patriots and Eagles fans who were real close to go time. And that's like a kind of a corporate crowd. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I remember the first Super Bowl that my kids went to. It was in Houston. Uh, that was Patriots and Carolina. Unbelievable game, unbelievable finish, the whole thing. And I uh, brought my son and daughter, and I was hosting Sports Center, and uh, I I talked to my my daughter who was really young at the time, and I said, "That was an unbelievable game." She goes, "You would not believe Tom and Mike." And I go, "Tom and Mike, Tom Brady." She goes, "Who's that?" I go, "Who's Tom and Mike?" They were two. Uh, Patriots fans, they were sitting next to us and they were drunk, Dad. So I took pictures of them all night long and I go, okay, did they say anything inappropriate? I don't think so. We couldn't understand them. So she gets, she had those old cameras, you know, the old ones, the, the disposable ones. She gets her pictures back from the Super Bowl. They're all of these two guys <laughs> just being drunk. And uh, she took an entire roll of film of uh, two New England Patriot fans. Yeah, McClellan. I hate to say this. I'm not sure your daughter merited a, a Super Bowl ticket if she didn't even know who Tom Brady was. Well, I had to. I I was. I had to take him to the game, but I had to work after the game. This so. was babysitting. You babysit. Sort of, this I, was your babysitting yes. technique. Sit in the stands <laughs> yes. at the Super Bowl. Yes, seventy thousand fans were babysitting my kids. There was somebody else there to get them to and from. Just. Like the usher, the guy at the little sign. Somebody I eventually met after the game, and I go, "Oh, did you watch my kids? Yeah, yeah. Are these your kids? Yeah. I'll just drop them off. I got to go host Sports Center. Yeah, McLovin. Was the morning, but you were sitting around the morning. Do you guys want to go to the science uh, museum, <laughs> or do you want to sit in the crowd at the Super Bowl? We got to do something with you guys today. Yeah. Do you want to go see them tear down the Astrodome, or do you want to go to a Super Bowl? Uh, uh, all right, we'll go to the Super Bowl. All right, twenty-three after the hour. Take a break. Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying flag on the play you've already talked about that but there's just so much more good stuff in this game in monopoly go you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards the more you win together the more awesome prizes you unlock and there's so much more to get you can get unique stickers you could trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes there's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with i was always a uh, battleship guy 
You know, you get those pieces, like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, I I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games, like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win, or Rent Frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on, or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. If I could eat bacon for every meal, I think I would. I don't think I would. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, brunch. My love for bacon is no joke. My wife, who I love as much as bacon, says I would even put bacon in cereal if I could. You know, I thought that I knew what good bacon was. Uh, turns out, nope, I was wrong. Because hmm. then I tried right brand bacon, and honestly, I was speechless. And you know it takes a lot to get me speechless, Polly. But it was mind-blowing how good it was. And now here I am, a man that's been eating bacon his whole life, like it's his job, and I've never tried bacon like this before. We're talking about number one, thick-cut, flip-your-whole-world-upside-down bacon, man. Everything from the thickness of it to how it's actually real wood smoked just makes it taste unbelievable. It's really indescribable. I can't do it justice, and you should really just try it for yourself. Yeah, don't be average. You're better than that. Do yourself a favor and get some right brand bacon in you. I'm getting upset. Experience bacon the right way. Right brand bacon. I look over and the Danettes are all stretching. Why are you stretching? It's 10.30 in the morning. Shouldn't you do that when you wake up? Yeah, Why they ready to go. Yeah. Dis- it's discussing like stretching policy. Do you stretch in the morning? Mm. Do you have to warm up before you stretch? That kind of seems odd. Like do you jog a little, ride mm. a bike? Are, right. you, are you a big stretcher? Nope. Nope. I uh, leave people on stretchers. <laughs> yes, McLeod. What about the DP12 method? The famed... No, no. The I... DP12 pack method? <laughs> yeah. Remember you asked Kobe, what would 35-year-old Kobe Bryant tell 20-year-old Kobe Bryant? And he paused. He goes, stretch. Yeah, but that's what Brady learned. Brady learned later in his career about pliability and how important it's been. That's probably the one thing I would say to anybody who gets to be over 35 years of age. If you can stretch every single day, you ever notice when a dog gets up, like animals stretch. A dog will stretch all the time, gets out of the cage or been sleeping all day. Hey, you want to go outside? Let me stretch here for a moment. Animals do it. We should too. All right. uh, Oh, American Ninja Warrior is back. That'll be Monday. The uh, rising stars, now teenagers, new age of ninja begins. Catch the season premiere, American Ninja Warrior, Monday, uh, 8 Eastern on NBC, streaming right here on Peacock. A a lot of talk about what happened in that Pirates game against the Cubs. And uh, Javi Baez, I don't even know how to describe it, but um, uh, there was, well, let me play it. This will probably confuse you more than anything. Here's the uh, call with the Pittsburgh Pirates, KDKA, of this play yesterday involving Javi Baez of the Cubs. 
Here's the 0-2 home and a swing and a ground ball on to third base. He took a neck-high pitch and hit it on the ground to third. Now Baez running back toward home plate. Tag him, tag him. Tag him quickly. And what did Craig do there? They get a run out of that, and now they got to get the out at first. And they throw it in the right field. That's going to get a run for the Cubs. Oh, my, what a loony play. And he's in at second base. Just tag him out. Yeah, that's all you had to do. Will Craig is the first baseman. The throw from the third baseman pulls him off the back. So Javi Baez then starts to go back towards home plate. Which, okay, you can go back, but if you go back there, then you have no place to go and I'll just tag you. Or the first baseman could have walked to first base, tagged first base, inning is over. Instead, he tries to flip the ball to the catcher, who instead of tagging Baez, was trying to get an out at the plate. The runner is safe at the plate. And then the catcher, Michael Perez, Throws it past the first baseman, guy covering first. Baez ends up going all the way to second base and goes there safely. It's an 0-2 pitch. It's two outs. All you have to do is tag first. At, at any point, no run scores on an inning-ending play, which the third out is a force out at, uh, at first base. The batter has to reach first base. That's it. So now, even if that runner scores, you just have to throw it to first base and do it before Baez gets there. He's out, inning over, no running scored. In other words, the force out counts before runs are scored. Yes, Eden. But doesn't that sound crazy, though, that the runner comes home, crosses home plate, right, is called safe by the ump? I can't say it sounds crazy after the play we saw, which was crazy. And then... Ten seconds later, say, Javi Baez is called out at first base. Now that run no longer counts because he was tagged out after the run had scored? He didn't finish the play. You have to get to first. Now, if he gets thrown out at second, tried to go from first to second or home to uh, second, he got thrown out, that run will count because he got to first base. Right, but I don't understand why it would matter getting (laughs) to first base. Like, if you were able to cross home plate... In that time frame, why would something that happens after the fact affect you crossing home plate? It's just an unwritten rule, Seaton. Oh, that's it's a human of, element. Yes. Is what we, we need more of that. <laughs> I like how Aaron Boone was talking about how they just all of a sudden changed the strike zone. They're not giving you things on the corner. Now it's a, it's a, a narrower strike zone. Like, why do they do this? Shouldn't it be that's what the strike zone is? If, if you had tennis and then all of a sudden you go, oh, you hit it out of bounds, but I give, I like to give my you know, tennis players, when I'm the umpire, I like to give them that. Like, this, is, this is the strike zone. This is inbound. This is out of bounds. But we have this, uh, you know, I like to have my own personality when it comes to the strike zone. Really, who gives a damn about your personality? How about you just call it and there's uniformity here? You know, I'm an individual and I like to be able to interpret these strike zones. It's just how I express <laughs> my artistic spirit within the game. Here is the Pirates manager, Derek Shelton, on Have You Seen That Play Before? Skip. Well, they say if you stay in the game long enough, you'll see everything. Never seen that before. Uh, that's on me. Like, we got to know that. And so I guarantee you'll never see it again while I'm here. So, uh, you know, hopefully you'll never see it again. But that, that's on me. That Our guys got to know the rule. Oh, come on. Come on. Come on, Skip. It's not on you. It's on your first baseman. And everybody else who could have just said, go to first, throw to first, walk to first, crawl to first. It just had to take half a step backwards. Anyway, it would have been over. <sighs> yeah, Paulie. That is faux blame taking yeah, because yeah, Derek yeah. Shelton knows he had nothing to do with that. But in this culture, you have to back your players or else you're bashing your players. Can you imagine if he went the other way like, that guy was clueless. Yeah. <laughs> my guy doesn't know baseball. Yeah. Yeah, see. Maybe what he's saying is, you know what? It's my fault. That guy should have never been playing first today. <laughs> so that's my bad. I made the lineup. I put the people out there. That's my fault. Well, Derek Shelton, the Pirates manager, then followed up by saying it it's his fault. Shelton, you're talking about no just 
Craig, you know, going back to first base, that's the easy play there, obviously. Yeah, I mean, it's a force out. Bag hasn't moved in 140 years. So, uh, again, <laughs> our guy's not got to know the rules. That's that's my fault. No, it's not. See, he should have stayed with that sarcastic. That was great. You know, Bag has been there for 104 years. <laughs> hasn't moved in 104 years. Like, dang, Skip. Yeah, yeah. But it's my fault. We're not even in June yet, Skip. Do you Jeez. do you think now when we get to spring training next year that every team is going to go over this scenario? Feels like it. Seems pretty obvious. Yes, McLovin. So what if he lost track of the out and there's one out in that situation? He might have... Th- I'd have no idea what he was supposed to do then. Then I would have... If he had turned to first base and the runner would have snuck behind him and scored. Okay. Do you realize even in T-ball... You turn around, go two outs, two it like shortstop, second, but two, you got two out, and then the, the outfielder goes right back, two outs. Okay. So you're trying to tell me in the big leagues where there's all kinds of monitors there that he didn't know how many outs there were. He probably thought there were two outs, but he's like, wait, this guy's running like this. There must be one out, and I got to worry about this guy running home. Uh, he panicked. Yeah. I two, mean, everybody's done that. Two outs. All right, two down. Come on. You just like making that hand oh, signal I know. when you were shortstop. Oh, I know. I did. I cut two down. And then the outfielder would have to signal back to me that he got it. All right, two down. Okay. Yeah, come on. Yeah, McLeod. What is the purpose when the, after a strikeout, they throw it around the horn? Does that have any meaningful purpose to just look cool? I think because the game is so damn boring that they just try to keep you awake. But then there's always a guy who doesn't get the ball on that throw. So it's... It's home to third. Somebody doesn't get the ball. I'm trying to think. Been such a long time since I've been in the infield. But it it always felt maybe is it the first baseman who doesn't get it? But when you throw home first or, or home third, then you throw it to second, who throws it to short. Who throws it to first, who walks it over to the pitcher. But, but then he doesn't tag first. No, I, I always thought that there's sometimes you throw it around the horn, but then somebody doesn't get it. And I don't know why they didn't get it. Another unwritten rule of baseball. Yes, Paulie. According to the Washington Times, it's been going on forever. They did a thing about it, and it was always big after strikeouts that they thought that uh, catchers were like all fired up, like, yeah. Like they throw it down the line to third base and around the horn. I just think there's nothing going on and you probably just want to get people, you know, keep them awake. Look alive. Yeah. I mean, that's the only action you got when Nolan Ryan was on the mound. He either walked you or he struck you out. So you probably had to have those guys. Outfielders said they didn't like playing when Nolan Ryan was pitching because it was really hard to stay awake, like in the moment. Like you're awake, but you're not really in the game. Yeah, Paul. If baseball hadn't invented this 100,000 years ago, Tony Reale would never have a job. At this Around industry. the horn. There you go. Okay. Mm-hmm. Around mm-hmm. the horn. Hmm. What would they have called it? Tony talks to a bunch of sports writers and nobody's reading newspapers anymore with a fake scoring system. A wordy. Yeah, a little too wordy there. A little too worried there. Uh, Jeff in Detroit is back. Jeff, of course, is a former uh, Detroit police officer and uh, one of our one of our big fans. Hi, Jeff. Hey, what's going on, Dan? Shout out to the fellas on this Meat Friday. Hope you guys enjoy your three day weekend. Twelve fifteen podcast today too. Looking forward to that. Listen, I'm gonna tell you a story, and this is just between us. You can't tell anybody else. It was around 1999 when Tiger Stadium was getting ready to go to Comerica Park, and we had a problem with people continuously running on the field. So we had one individual that just did it with impunity. I mean, this guy just always ended up on the field. We would arrest him, kick him out. He'll sneak back in with a fake mustache. So finally, we came up with an idea. The captain of our tug-of-war team was a six-foot-eight gentleman by the name of Big John. Now, he was like, I mean, a massive individual. John took off all his clothes, put on a white T-shirt with some shorts, and we put him in a holding cell. When the guy got arrested, we called Big John down, going to holding cell with him. Well, probably about mm, 20 minutes later, I walked past the cell, and this guy is standing there with tears in his eyes. John doesn't have a shirt on, muscles rippling, 
and I, you know, we're trying to figure out like what's going on, what's going on, what's going on. So the guy's like, man, please just get me out of here. So we finally get the guy out. John made the guy put his T-shirt on, told him they were going to get married and that he was his <laughs> wife now. And when I tell you that that was probably the best, when I, I couldn't stop laughing to even stop buying the guy out. It was so funny. So needless to say, we never saw that guy again, and he actually peed himself. I'm I, sad to say, but don't tell nobody that story. Please. All right. That's that, just secret's out. good with me, Jeff. Have a great weekend there. Take a break here. Back with more phone calls after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. What's up, everyone? It's me, three-time NFL All-Pro Sean Murray. And I have a new sports podcast called the Lights Out Podcast with Sean Murray. This podcast is special to me as I get a chance to talk to some of the best who've ever done it on the field or the track. So whether it's talking to a Super Bowl champion or a NASCAR Cup Series champion, the Lights Out Podcast will bring it to you the only way I know how to. I'm giving you the best insight from the best who's ever done it. Listen to Lights Out with Sean Merriman on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go... You can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You could trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on, or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. If I could eat bacon for every meal, I I think I would. I don't think I would. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, brunch. My love for bacon is no joke. My wife, who I love as much as bacon, says I would even put bacon in cereal if I could. You know, I thought that I knew what good bacon was. Uh, Turns out, nope, I was wrong. Hmm. Because then I tried right brand bacon, and honestly, I was speechless. And you know it takes a lot to get me speechless, Polly. But it was mind-blowing how good it was. And now here I am, a man that's been eating bacon his whole life, like it's his job, and I've never tried bacon like this before. We're talking about number one, thick-cut, flip-your-whole-world-upside-down bacon, man. Everything from the thickness of it to how it's actually real wood smoked just makes it taste unbelievable. It's really indescribable. I can't do it justice, and you should really just try it for yourself. Yeah, don't be average. You're better than that. Do yourself a favor and get some right brand bacon in you. I'm getting upset. Experience bacon the right way. Right brand bacon. So for the Angels pitcher Shohei Otani... 
was uh, stuck in traffic and showed up late. Therefore, he was not able to prepare as a starting pitcher. He was scratched from Thursday's start because of a traffic jam. And uh, I guess he had a 45-minute trip. Man, 45 minutes. Um, so he ended up being a, uh, a DH here. But uh, he tried to take the public transportation. I've, I've taken BART before. Um, but uh, apparently wasn't able to get there in time. And uh, so he fell further behind in his schedule. Yes, Paul. A guy you and I know used to play for the St. Louis Cardinals, and when teams come in town to play the Mets, um, they stay at a hotel right at Grand Central Station, right in the middle of Manhattan. Yeah, that Hyatt there on 42nd and Lex. Right, and you can either take a team bus to and be at the ballpark, or you can go at your own time. There's a certain window you have to be at the ballpark. Let's say it's a 7 o'clock game. You must be there by 4, whatever team rule there is. But a lot of players, especially younger players, they said would take the 7 train, which is like a subway train. And, you know, fa- somewhat famous athletes will be on the train in New York on the way to the Mets game at 2 or 3 in the afternoon. Yeah. Because it's a lot easier than sitting in traffic or risking traffic. And most of these guys, when you're on the subway, you usually just keep your head down or you're reading something, listening to music. You're not looking around to go, hmm, is that Ozzie Smith sitting next to me? Is that John Rocker on the uh, the 7 train going out to Shea State? Oh, it is. Oh, it is. Can you imagine being a pro athlete where you think you might be late, how frantic you'd yeah. be? Yeah. I mean, would you get out of your car and ask for police help? And I can imagine police helping in a local town. Well, they might not help if you're a visiting team. <laughs> They're like, uh, oh, you're supposed to pitch tonight there, uh, Max Scherzer at uh, Shea Stadium or Citibank Field or whatever it is. By the way, I don't know if you know this or not, but uh, so we have the Traegers fired up. We have tofu. McLovin wanted tofu. And we have some brats. Today is National Hamburger Day. Just throwing that out there. But uh, it's also National Brisket Day. It's not National what? Tofu Day. It can't be all those national days. It is. It is. Polly Chuck, you should know this. You're always good at. Every day is National Brisket Day around here. Or or Hamburger Day. Yeah, Seton. Uh, Just for the record, National Tofu Day, September 1st. Oh, okay. And we'll celebrate accordingly. That's too close to football season for tofu. Mm. A couple of phone calls here. Oh, Dan, you nailed it. It's National Hamburger Day. It's National Brisket Day. It's National Road Trip Day. And National Cooler Day. All great things. All of those things go perfectly together. Yeah, except for tofu. It's a road trip, brisket, hamburgers, bring your cooler. Leave the tofu at at home. So this is so tonight when you guys are loading up on hamburgers and brisket, you can feel good Mm. about yourselves because you had tofu for Mm. lunch. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ryan in Honolulu joins us. Ryan, good morning. How are you? Aloha, Dan. Aloha, Ryan. Uh, Todd's not here today, so... How can I help you? I know. I got to represent the toddler today, but I only do flamericks, not lamericks. <laughs> okay, you got a limerick for me? Yes, I got the, the Dan uh, Patrick one for you. So. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, Are you ready for this? Yes, I am. There once was a girl named Jenny Batchy, who Dan thought was his perfect matchy. Dan drove to her dorm. That was poor form. She slammed the door and closed the latchy. <laughs> Thank you, Ryan. That's gold star material yeah, right there. Yeah, the accent always helps with Ryan. Poor Todd. Not here today. Probably hearing that. Feverishly, you know, writing up a limerick here. Yeah. It, I've gotten over Jenny Batchy. I mean, it. that's been about, I'm guessing... 40 years. How old were you? 16? Uh, uh, no, I was, uh, I was out. I think I was in college. Um, oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's humbling. You know, when you, when you, you have those movies where, Oh, I love this girl. I'm going to get in my car. I, I had my friends. I didn't have a car. I said to my friends, I said, Hey, we're going to Miami university. Like, you know, John Cusack can say anything is holding up that boombox, and it works out for him. I, she didn't even give me a pen at the end of it. Yeah, see. 
I've hit the age where a lot of the people I grew up with or like went to high school with are on their second marriage marrying somebody from high school. Oh, okay. <laughs> First one didn't work out, and then all of a sudden, no kidding, they're dating, they're getting married again. Wow, they dated like sophomore year. That's crazy. Well, I hope Jenny is still happily married and uh, that uh, her and her husband, Tim, everything is great. Uh, yes, Paul. I had a girl at a high school reunion. I think Not was, to mention, you know, I'm very happy in my marriage, of course. Uh, yes, Paul. I yeah. think it was like a 10-year high school reunion, so you're, what, 28? I'm doing the quick math there. Yeah. And this girl I knew in high school, she goes, uh, you, you're married yet? I'm like, no. She's like, you married yet? No. And we weren't, you know, we lived far away. She goes, how about this? When we're, all, when we're both 40, let's get married. I'm like, deal. And we like high-fived on it, I think. Mm. The high-five type of girl, which mm. is marriage material. Did you call her when you turned 40? And I was like, married. Hey, sorry, bad news. Yeah, you missed out. She's, and she's like, oh, I've been waiting this whole time. I thought mm. we had something. You missed out on this. I thought we high-fived. <laughs> Wait, so a, a girl who high-fives you is... Marriage material? Yeah. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Big tailgate girl. Like, she's the kind who would go to the tailgate and get mad if you tapped out early. Mm. Like, dive through a table type of gal? Like no, but she wouldn't. Buffalo uh, Mafia? <laughs> uh, yeah, close. Yeah. Okay. McLevin, did we settle on a poll question? See, yeah. things get away from us on a Friday. Yeah, yeah. We had uh, the question about is fan behavior worse? I think uh, Derek Jeter's six-tool player comment is <laughs> accurate. <laughs> I, think, I think we started – I want to know what Aaron Boone's face really looked like because his – I think he was shocked. Remember my sunburn from earlier in the week? Yes. He was, Aaron Boone. <laughs> he was that bright red? He was that bright red? Uh, oh, yeah. Six-tool player. Oh, with the women? No, Whoa. no. It's <laughs> great. Oh, man. More phone calls coming up. Final hour, and we'll talk to Jeff Van Gundy from the Mothership. Get his thoughts on the games last night and what chances he give the Clippers in Dallas. Coming up. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. From the versatile EQB to the sublime EQS sedan, Mercedes-Benz makes electric extraordinary. The vehicles, all electric. The feeling is all Mercedes. The choice is yours. Learn more. MBUSA.com slash EQ. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 